0: Lord, I'm amazed by you, Lord, I'm amazed by you, how you love me.
1: Hey guys, it's Cade here with Tyler, Um we're here to kind of help you out again. You know, it's another segment of these helpful answers to hard questions. Uh, you guys have put in like, I don't know, like 13 questions so far, and And um, we're looking forward to answering those and more to come. So if you have questions to ask, hey, please send them to us. You can email me, uh, kade.mvc at gmail.com, or you can text me or however you see fit. Just get those questions to us so we can answer them. So we're going to get started. uh, And our question this week uh, comes from one of our students, anonymously. Obviously, these are anonymous questions. And I think it's a question that um, might be effective or helpful for more than just students, obviously, for, for human beings uh, who are trying to know and walk like Jesus. and um, And this question is, if I'm being shamed about being a Christian, what do I do? If I'm being shamed about being a Christian, what do I do? Now, um, the way I think we should go about it is we're we'll talk about it in two separate ways, like shame that's coming from people onto us about maybe our belief systems and stuff like that. But there's another way in which we're going to talk about it later on. But I think the first way for us to do it is like, just like, let's define what do we mean? What do you think the person's meaning, Tyler, when they're saying like, if I'm being
0: shamed? Right. So I'm, I'm thinking that it's like, let's say if I'm atheist and you were a Christian trying to, you know, witness to me or, you know, setting up for your Christian values, I think that if me, in this scenario, being the atheist, I'm shaming you. Maybe in this context, I'm uh, calling you funny names or yeah. picking about you yeah. or calling you a Bible boy or, you know, something yeah. like that. Now, <laughs> I actually got called that a few weeks ago. But anyways, anyways, that's kind of what of uh, me, bro. Yeah, it is. We'll get to that a <laughs> little bit later, too. But, yeah, that's kind of come, little snarky comments about your values and your Christian beliefs and what you're standing for. Um, and, all, yeah, that's what comes to my mind and also the biblical, what happened. Uh, you know, to the apostles, stuff like that. But yeah. to these people, I'm thinking yeah. of getting picked on and in, in school. That's yeah. What my mind. yeah, I don't think
1: we here in the United States uh, uh, have to go through like real like biblical persecution. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we don't go through hardship. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, yeah, we're going through uh, the shame that you're talking about, maybe being picked on. Uh, and, and if I can just like wrap, I can, if I could wrap it up in like a sentence. Um, that might be helpful, I would say, regardless of your belief system, regardless if you have faith in Christ or if you don 't, whatever you do there 's someone out there that 's going to make fun of you for that, yeah you know what i 'm saying like it doesn 't matter if you 're an atheist or a Christian or a, a Muslim or whatever um, whatever belief system you have or whatever things you 're interested in there 's people out there who just love to talk trash Indeed, yeah man. Tools, man just love to be tools. Love to be tools, so you know. I think the best way for us to talk about it is like, yeah, let's let's hit it from that perspective first. So if we're talking about shame, being ashamed or or being shamed by people, being made fun of by people by my because of my faith, then we're talking about a shame that's out from myself. It's it's external, mm-hmm. like it's an, a shame that comes from someone else. And and friends, I don't know if you want to like hear this. But the truth of the matter is uh, like shame from people who are not believers, who are not Christian, uh, is not only permitted like by the Bible, it's expected. Sure. Like, like, let's, let's just read the scripture real quick. John 15, verse 19 20. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. All right, let's stop there for a second. If you were of the world, if you were part of the culture, if you were not a believer, then the people in this world would love you because you were like them. But he continues on, Jesus does, and he says, But because you are not of the world, but I have chose you out of the world, blessed be to God, he chose you, he picked you, he selected you out of the world to be one of his uh, disciples. Therefore, the world hates you. Remember, the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, me, they will also persecute you. So friends, if, if Jesus can have names called upon him there were people that said that you know that he was a a a a demonic spirit had come upon him because of the things he was saying there were people who who didn't want him even in his hometown uh there were people who shamed him for his belief systems and the things that he did and i think there's hope in this statement like in this scripture like look dude like if if they did this to christ who am i to think that they shouldn't do it to me yeah as a matter of fact, because it did it to Christ, I'm gonna I'm gonna take pride in the fact that they're doing it to me. I, you know? I was just
0: about to say that, like in a sense, let's let's take pride in if we're being persecuted, if we're you know if we're standing up for Christ, and I think that uh, that we should be you know proud that we are being ashamed mm. or being shamed because I mean yeah. like it, and to me it almost seems like well hey I'm doing something right in a sense I'm being bold about my faith yeah. I'm I'm being I'm not. You know, I'm putting my light on the stand here at the lightroom room Mount Vernon. It's what mm, we talk yeah. about. We're not we're not gonna hide our light, right. right? We're the light of the world. And so if we're truly being the light of the world, what scripture calls every believer, not just pastors, but every believer to do, then yeah, people are gonna ridicule us, they're gonna revile against us, they're gonna say mean things about us. But I think we can also, you know, as Cade was saying, we can take pride and we can rejoice in that because I think that we're doing what we're called to do. It's yeah. to be the light. And uh Matthew, you know, five right there. Mm-hmm. I think we can take pride in that. It says, "Blessed are you when others will revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account." Right? I love that. If we're doing it, it's on on account of Jesus' name. That's yeah. when we can take pride. Not when it's we're doing it for us, but. And obviously we know that, but we, we can take pride in that because, and rejoice in that because we're doing something right and we're filling, fulfilling our calling and being the light, what Jesus calls us to be.
1: Yeah, it's almost like a prophecy fulfilled. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, look, these things, you know, the back of that John verse, you know, they persecuted me, they'll also persecute you. And they do so because you're not of the world. You're you're separated from the world. That Remember like, that, that series we did, Hagios. Mm-hmm. right? You're set apart by God and for God, and so we can have be content, not only be content, but be prideful and have like a a, a a humble pride about us that, oh, like if this is happening to me, then this is the fulfillment of the Scripture. Like Jesus told me this was happened to me, so I must be walking the right direction. Yeah. You know, and I love that too. Like like the Scripture you just read, you know, you're, you're, these evils are happening to you falsely. Because of the account of Christ, Christ within you, the hope of glory. And friends, the hope of glory is a light. And when there is light coming into darkness, darkness does not want to be around light. Mm. And so when there's light coming into these dark areas, friends, of course, of course, there's going to be people who shame you for those things. I love that. I love that Jesus says that, that when these things happen to you, that you're not cursed, that you're not persecuted, that you're not abandoned, that you're blessed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love and, that uh, dude. to me, and I and I think that just puts prosperity gospel down oh, on the ground because yeah. I mean, if we're just thinking blessed is tangible things all the time in mm, life, yeah. no, that's not it. Yeah. Scripture says only um, they can be. Don't get me wrong, but on the flip side of that, Scripture says that we keep going back to blessed are you when others revile against you and persecute you. Yeah,
1: that's not very prosperous yeah. in the day's world, you know. It's not. Yeah, but it's prosperous because. But again, like we're not in the world; we're we're of the world. Not we're in the world, but not of the world. And so, therefore, like you know, we're not we're not measuring our our level of prosperity according to the world's levels, but according to the Bible's sure. levels. And so I think that's a, a thing. So like, all right, what should I do? You know, if, if people are doing this to me, I think you should be content. I think you should be proud that this is happening because if, if, if you were of the world, hey, they would love you, friend. Mm-hmm. If you were of the world, they wouldn't be reviling you. If you were of the world, they would be at one with you, but because they're not, and because you're not of the world, they're not at one with you. Because you're not of the world, but of Christ, they revile you. So, man, hey, blessed are you, friend. Yeah. Blessed are you.
0: Yes.
1: I think another thing you can do, this is going to kind of go along with the next point too, is if we are being shamed for our beliefs, um, we need to get around some other people that believe like me. Yeah. You know, hey, brother, there is a community together. Um, we are stronger. We're built together. Um, we are built as a foundation on, on Jesus Christ as brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and I love what Ecclesiastes says about this. You know, we need to be surrounded with like-minded believers because we're stronger together. Mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Mm-hmm. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Yeah. The, the author is is hinting at this. Hey, get around people that believe in Jesus. Yeah.
0: You preached on this last Sunday. Like, we're better together. We're better together. We need now. each other, we're man. We're meant for each other. We're meant, yeah, exactly. It's not even
1: like, hey, maybe we should get together. <laughs> it's God's command that we come together. Sure. And not just on, like, Wednesday, Sundays. Right. We're coming together is, is, is outside of the corporate worship thing, although that's good. Uh, being together is a thing that is outside of corporate worship, and it is a, it is a lifestyle.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think the enemy, he wants us to be alone yeah. not away from each other. Because when we're alone, although, yes, we're believers, we have the Holy Spirit, but if yeah. we're alone together, we're weak, man. We're did, weak.
1: Did Christ need the 12 disciples? No. no. like He didn't need He's Jesus Christ. But he brought them around him shown him the way of the way in which he walked and then distributed him out to the world together. Mm-hmm. Man, we are meant to be together. If I'm being shamed by people, if, I, if I'm being shamed for my beliefs, take pride in it, be content in it, and surround yourself, around, surround yourself with other believers who uh, will help you be strengthened in your faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so that's external shame, like shame that comes from outside of ourselves, such shame that comes from other people because of what we believe in. And then, and then quickly, uh, we're going to talk real quick about a shame that's not from outside of ourselves, but instead of, like, a shame, it's more of a shame. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's an internal ashamed. And, and this is something that is, is, you know, we said that external shame is, is permitted, is expected. We should know it's going to happen. We should pride in it, that it when it does happen because it means that we are part of the flock of Christ. Um, but internal shame, is on the, on the other hand, is not permitted. Internal shame is is unbelief. is unbiblical and it should be fought against, man. Mm-hmm. It's like like look at look at the strong words that Jesus says right here. Th- these are strong words. We we like to sometimes think about Jesus as like this guy that's like floating across the you know A earth. Push over. And, yeah, push over. But man, listen to these strong words here. Uh, Luke 926 says, For whoever is ashamed of me and my words Of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Mm. Uh, Simplified version, hey, if you're ashamed of Christ, man, he will be ashamed of you. That is sickening to think about. That is sickening and is a, a, a verse that is rather... Scary if if this is the idea that you might have in your life. So, if we're dealing with internal shame about our belief system, hey, we got to fight that, man. We got to fight that. You got
0: something? Yeah, and I was going to kind of ask you a question about that too. Do you think a lot of times, you know, students, they could be maybe ashamed because they have a lack of knowledge, maybe? Totally. And I think that that could be a reason why some of them have eternal shame. And so, if you are that person, I want to speak to you and say that. Not everybody knows everything. I think we even kind of mentioned this last week, or or last week. But if that is the reason, man, I just want to encourage you to don't let that make you be ashamed of the gospel. Look, all you can say, I I met this Jesus person. I don't know what happened. I was blind, but now I can see. I did. I I met Jesus, and He changed my life. Changed it. Come to church with me Wednesday. Yeah. Will will you? You you can point them to people who can maybe expound on more you know knowledge in that sense, but. I think that's a reason for students, maybe they are feeling eternal shame, but overall it's still not biblical.
1: Yeah, and that desire to build up your knowledge is such a healthy thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, And there's so many resources out there. Like, we're literally building a resource wall in the youth room for you guys who have deeper questions um, that you might want to dive into. We created this podcast for you guys to increase your knowledge and your faith in Jesus Christ. Like, like increasing your knowledge is a beautiful thing about Jesus Christ. And as we grow in grace, right, that should be had. We should grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so as, as we are becoming more and more like Christ, we should be becoming and knowing yeah. more and more about Christ. Yeah. Uh, Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation. Mm-hmm. Look, friends, what has if you have been regenerated, in, let's change the words, if you have been saved by Jesus Christ, okay, and he has made you new, like Harper said a second ago, he has brought you from death to life, then, then, friends, that is the power of God for salvation in your life. It is the mm-hmm. gospel. And how can we ever, ever be ashamed of something that has the ability to literally raise the dead?
0: Yeah. Ooh, that's good. You know I, what I'm saying? I had something one time that really... <laughs> You know, I came from a Southern Baptist uh, background, so I had something that really changed my perspective on worship, and it was like, how am I going to let other people who didn't die for me uh, affect how I worship someone who did die for me? And yeah. I think we could apply that same thing to, you know, eternal shame. How are we going to let other people uh, shame us? who didn't die for us, for someone who did. you know. And mm-hmm. I think we can, if we can keep that perspective, knowing that he went to the cross at, knowing my, at, when I was at my worst, knowing that he's changed my life. He brought me from dead. He rescued me when I was yeah. hell-bound, and now I'm going heaven-bound yeah. because of Christ. I think, man, if we can keep that perspective and remind ourselves of our testimony in the gospel, we can remember that, man, I, there's no reason to be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Um, that, that's one thing that helped me with worship, but I think it also can apply here.
1: Hey, <clears> and if you're dealing with this, brothers... And sisters, if you're dealing with um, some internal shame about your belief system that's maybe rooted in, you know, not a great knowledge of Jesus Christ or whatever it might be rooted in, maybe it's rooted in your belief system. Maybe it's rooted in the fact that there is pushback from unbelievers. Maybe it's rooted in the desire to fit into the world. Maybe it's rooted in uh, the desire to kind of cling to the flesh but also the spirit at the same time. Look, what we need to ask ourselves is why? Like, why am I ashamed of, of, of this belief system that I have? Because, you know, if, if we're going to, like, you know I talk about this scripture all the time, lamentations, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Let's examine mm-hmm. and probe ourselves and then return to the Lord. Like, we need to do some self-examination. Why do I believe these things or why am I ashamed of these things? And so that way I can pinpoint the problem. And I can get some counsel on that. Yeah. You know, I can get some counsel. I, like, friends, if, if you have pinpointed the problem with maybe your internal shame about your belief system being founded in the desire to have one hand on the cross and one hand in your sinful lifestyle, and you come and talk to us about that, we can help you with yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't fix those things for you because, you know, that, that's, that's you working your faith out. Uh, With Christ, but we can show you and share with you scripture and resources to help you through these things. But we can never do that if you don't pinpoint the problem. Yeah, You know? Mm -hmm. So I think to wrap these things up, um, if you have some internal shame about your belief systems, you need to think about those things. And come to the realization like, hey, uh, if you're ashamed of Christ, then then his response is is ashamed of you. Mm -hmm. And that's scary to think about, but that's, that's the biblical realities of the system. And and I need to think about why I'm ashamed and pinpoint the reason and get help in that. Yeah. And also, if I'm being shamed by other people, for, hey, friends, count it joy. Join the club. <laughs> you old Bible boy, was that <laughs> they called you? Yeah, I'll tell you about it after this. Oh, Harper the Bible boy. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, Harper, you got anything else to say before we get out?
0: No, I, I do not.
1: Cool, cool. Well, guys, this is uh, session two of um, uh, helpful answers to hard questions Uh, please continue to ask us questions, man. These are fun. We love to do this. Why? Because we love to um, offer resources and help you guys strengthen your walk in Christ so that you won't be ashamed of the gospel, but you'll take joy in the glory of the gospel.
0: Mm. I'm ready to preach, dude. Yeah, let's get it.
1: (laughs) All right, guys, take care.